Hey everybody, my name is Joshua Cavazos here with the Martial Life Podcast and with me is my podcast partner um, and my partner in life, Yvette Sandoval Cavazos. How are you doing, Hi. Yvette? Oh, okay. how are you? All right. So um, just a little bit about us. We are martial artists and we are martial arts school owners. How long have we, uh, how long have we owned our own school now, Yvette? Mm, seven years next month i think seven in august it's crazy yeah um i've been training since i was nine years old uh started in karate a system called universal karate do um and uh then about five ish years back i started my uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu training um and we've kind of incorporated that into our school and mixed everything up how long you've been training you that six ish six and a half something like that i don't know six years six and a half i think i didn't start not nine i was like (laughs) 36 maybe 36 yeah i mean you didn't start right away when we opened uh right you started i think right after our first testing a few months yeah yeah um yeah and besides uh the karate aspect what, what what else do you do everything else everything everything else <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super descriptive so she also does <laughs> brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, karate and kickboxing um she's a blue belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu i'm a purple belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu uh she is a black belt in uh in our in our system of karate universal karate do um new black belt that, new black belt that's right we're gonna i wanted to ask you about that what are we um sitting at about a month after right i mean what's today today's the 10th i think we're just a little bit short right of a month no yeah because we tested in june after you tested i thought we tested in may did we we did test in may oh wow the month the summer camp has got my mind just putting everything together we did test in may because you wanted to make sure that we tested after mother's day right yeah, I didn't want to be <laughs> on Mother's Day. You didn't want to spend your Mother's Day um, being all achy and sorry. I tried to convince you to have it the weekend of Mother's Day. That way we could take care of you and you wouldn't have to do anything. But that's not, that's not what you wanted to do, huh? No, but we didn't really do what I wanted to for Mother's Day anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true, but you weren't sore. It's true. Right? I mean... So I guess since we're talking about your test, let's talk about the test for a little while, a little bit. Um, your test was two days long, right? And it's a little strange because while you are taking the test as your husband, I'm giving you the test, which is always fun. Um, it's two days long. It started at what, five on Friday night? Yes. And we went 5 p.m. And then we went to about 10 that night. Um, and then it started at 8 a.m. Saturday morning and we went to about what, four, four Saturday? No, I don't think it was quite four. 3.30? 3.30. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember, honestly. So I'm going to ask you about it. How do you, before the test, uh, before every test, you and I always have this, um, really fun, thing that I call hyper anxiety land Uh and you go back and you (laughs) tell me you're not going to test that you're not going to do it. And then I'd say you can do it. 
tell me you can't do it. And then you, right. I tell you, you can. Um, was that heightened for this test for you? Of course. Yes. Um, it's not that I don't want to go through with the, the test. I just don't want to go through with the test in front of people because I don't like people that way, like watching me. Um, and you're always talking about the test and then inviting people to come watch the test. And that seems counterintuitive to what I want from the test. Like, I just want to see if I can do it. Well, people have to come witness your your triumph. They do. They have to witness your triumph over that test because it's not an easy test. I don't feel like I have to show people that. You oh know. no, not everybody. I guess you don't have to show everybody that, but our uh, our associates, people that we talk to, friends of ours, other black belts, it's cool that they get to see it. So the the biggest part of testing, and again, you don't have to test for a little while now. You got a few years before you have to ever do that again. But the biggest part of testing that you struggle with is the people watching. People watching you do things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Um... It's hard. People are critical and people are judgy. And I think, you know, all those people love me, but it doesn't, it doesn't make me think things that, you know, I think the worst, I go to the worst case scenario every single time. <laughs> so <laughs> who you're, you're saying people are judging and people are critical. People are critical, especially with what we do. Yes. Um, in martial arts, you can ask 12 martial artists the same question and show them the same thing. And all mm-hmm. 12 of them will probably see different things wrong with it and living up to their standards. It's just it's the industry and not just the industry, but the world it's human that, that you and I live in. Mm-hmm. It is human nature to be judgmental and critical for a lot of folks. It's true, but it's, I feel like it's um, intensified in the martial arts industry. And mm-hmm. in the martial arts community and environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have been totally okay taking that test alone with just the other people without, without people there, um, like the yeah, friends and family been... of other students and things like that. You would have been okay without that. That would have been great. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, okay. I mean, I get it. I get it from your, your perspective. I know you don't like speaking publicly and being in front of people and being the eye. I mean, no, you do know I. what I'm doing here right now. <laughs> neither do I. I don't like all that either. Um, right. I don't know why you're saying right like that. But um, so besides the being worried about the critical thinking of the people that are watching, I mean, mm-hmm. what else? I mean, is there anything else that kind of dredges up that anxiety that makes you to yes. the point where you want to quit? And me being your instructor and your husband, I kind of see all sides of it, right? And it's it's all it's very hard to be both of those things at one time. So I think it goes hand in hand, though, um, because oh yeah, it. So I am your wife, and yes, there's always uh, pressure to not embarrass you honestly i've never said that i've never i don't want anybody thinking that i'm saying that you have to live i've never you said text me that like every that. day you're like please don't embarrass me today <laughs> that is not true that is not true at all 
Um, I've never set, I've never set that expectation or standard for you. You've done that to yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I go out in the world, I'm not ever thinking, don't embarrass him today. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) in this thing that you do and you teach, I think that there's an expectation from people unless they sit down and really think about it thoughtfully, uh, that, you know, I belong to you in that sense. And and so does Lorelai, um, our, our child. So they expect a certain outcome or a certain way of doing things. And I don't, you know, I don't live up to that. I feel like, um, so that's hard. But you do live up to that. I think the way that you do things and the way that you go about things does live up to that. And I've always, I've always told you and everybody else, people that are sitting off to the side, they don't really know. I mean, just think of all the parents that have watched their kids do karate or jujitsu or kickboxing with us, right? All these parents that have watched and then they come onto the mat and they try it and it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that don't do it don't really know. Um, the people that have gone through our tests, they're going to, they're going to understand what you're going through. They're going to understand what you're feeling. Um, I think that the expectation is just, and I've always said is is to be the best version of you, right? You want to be the best version of you that you have to put forward. Now it is hard to do that in that black belt test setting. Um, when you've already tired and sore from the day previous, I think that, that, the perception of people that don't train, it kind of lessens for me because they don't know what it is to put in the time and put in the hours. And no matter what happened that day, you put in the time, you put in the uh, training with a broken toe and these different injuries that happened and all the stuff that led up to, to your test. Um, I mean, to me, that that's all that matters. That one day is just kind of a gut check or two days rather, just kind of a gut check so that we can, we can, put a stamp on it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know how, if that ever goes away, if that's going to go away for you, like, Hey, these people are going to be judging me or looking at me because I'm this, but how many people do you know right now? Do you think that if we said, Hey, we're going to give you a month and I want you to try this test. How many people that you personally know, do you think could accomplish that? Wait, are these fellow, martial artists already or just no, like no, just people that that parents or friends and all these people that you think might be judging you because <laughs> i may have may may or may not have put videos and photos up all over my social media uh for you how many of those people that you think that you're that might judge you could do what you did i would venture to say not a whole lot i mean <laughs> i mean i don't even know if anyone judges me but it's just my it's just my own imagined perception i think i don't know if anybody was being like away about anything right so you know it kind of like when you were starting and i was like hey there's this really famous line from a movie not famous i don't i don't know how famous it is but from the movie the last samurai it's like it's too many mind you're worried about what people are going to think of you you're worried about what what might happen yeah Mm -hmm. i know you don't like when i say that but it's true and the only Mm -hmm. thing that you should be focused on i've told you is your task right so, mm-hmm. 
yeah, that it's uh, it's true that that that, that saying of too many minded holds true. I think that we we do that everywhere. I mean, we do that at tournaments, we do that competitions and training. I think we think about a lot of stuff that's not necessarily the thing that we should be kind of tackling. Um, so besides the, the judgment, what, as far as the physical aspect of it, how did you, how did you feel that it went for you physically? I mean, how did you feel you held up? Um, it was as hard as you thought it was going to be. Was it less hard, more hard? What did you think? I think, I think I did. I surprised myself in some ways. Um, I didn't know if I would like try and quit. I didn't know if I would cramp up. I didn't know if I would injure myself um, accidentally again. Um, Injury number 48. Yeah, I didn't know if I would cry or, you know, I don't know. I thought a lot of things. So I'm... I was surprised that none of those things happened Um, and that that was good. I think there were a couple things I wish I had done better, of course, um, that I trained hard for and maybe didn't see the result that I wanted. Um, But I mean, overall, it was good and I held up. (laughs) So. So what are some of the things that you think that you could have done better that you really, really prepared for? Mm, I tried really hard to practice that run. Well, I mean, I broke my toe, so that was. And that was like six that, weeks of not being able to run right, right before your test, right? I think right. it was like two weeks before your test, you were cleared to start running again. Yeah, but, you know, I had tried for a while to be like at a certain time and that didn't happen. Um, but you were also sore from the night before, right? Cause you had gone five hours of training and going through a test the night before. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's, I don't think there's any way you can prepare for that. Right. No, probably not, but still it wasn't what I wanted. Um, I also did not break one of those dang boards. Um, <laughs> the sidekick. That bother yeah, that really bothers me. And but what did you break on the first go around, the very first try? You broke your brick. You broke your brick yes. on your very first try. Now, I wish everybody could see the post break celebration where you're upset with me and wouldn't hug me right after I wanted to hug you because I was so excited. And you're like, I my hand hurts. Word. You did I think say I said a, a bad, bad word. word. You did. I don't think you did. You did say a dear a bad friend word. Shanna caught on camera because she was behind me and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. She was in the perfect angle. Yep. And um, but you did it. You broke it. You held up through it, right? I mean, you got a nice bruise from on your palm, but you held up through it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, what else? Oh, I was I was kind of disappointed in my fighting. So just to set the stage for the fighting, right? Because everybody's like, oh, what do you mean? you're fr-? So you went through your first day of testing Friday. Uh-huh. And then you went through your whole day of testing until probably about 2.30 on Saturday. Uh-huh. And then after doing all of that nonstop minimal breaks, I, maybe, I think maybe you had two, two breaks. I know I had uh, one where I cried in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you had one or two breaks. 
And then the fighting kind of went like um, one-on-one with three people, right? So you went one for one minute, and then you went another one for another minute, and then you went another mm-hmm. one for another minute, and you got a 30-second break in between. Mm-hmm. Then you went two-on-one for a minute. One person tags out, and you went two-on-one for another minute. And then you got a 30-second break, and then you went three-on-one for a minute. So Mm -hmm. I just want to set the stage when you start talking about the disappointment of your fighting, um, how that is set up for you. Go ahead. I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot to say. I was just disappointed in it. I expected to do better. I expected to, to come through a little bit more. Um, What did you expect exactly? Like, did you expect it to be like a movie and you were just going to, drop people left and right or what What were you expecting to come I from think i was even uh i didn't even think about dropping people which is crazy because it's one of the things you tell us to try to do <laughs> i do tell you to knock some people out because if you only yeah. if you knock one out then you only have to fight two right um but that that thought didn't even occur to me um i think i was just trying to survive and you know normally when we're sparring uh, we're not just trying to survive. So I felt, I don't know. I felt like I could have given more. I'm not saying I want to do it again, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I had a do over, but then I, maybe the everything, portion. yeah, maybe everything happens for a reason. Maybe, you know, like right now with my hand hurt, maybe that would have happened then. And so, glad that didn't happen um no it's much harder than i think everybody anticipates right i think everybody has this idea and this plan of like i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna end up fighting these people and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that but -hmm. no matter how many times you fight before that or how many trainings we have where you fight two on one or you are never quite depleted the way you are before that fight after your test, right? I mean, you're not, there's nothing I can really do to deplete you to that point without running you through a test and then have you spar to make you have that feeling, right? I mean, you, you right. probably felt really depleted by that point. Yes, I did. Um, and I was really grateful that the women that I had all cared about me in some way or another. So, you know, none of them were they were, they were all you. very challenging, but none of them were, you know, at the same time, they were very supportive. So that was nice. That's important. I think that, um, that, that is a, that's a key element in it. There's gotta be, we're fighting and there's a very real chance that you're going to get knocked out and there's a real, mm-hmm. a real chance somebody else can get knocked out. It, it's possible. I mean, the wind knocked out of you, you get knocked out. It is a thing. I've seen it happen. Um, I've seen people want to quit right then and there and just not be able to stand up and, um, to know that as crazy as it sounds, that the environment that you're surrounded by is a caring environment. I think that's that's super important. Um, there's got to be a level of trust amongst martial artists to say, well, I'm not going to kneecap you, right? I'm not going to kick you right in the knee. Uh, right. And then like, or, you know, step on you, stomp you when you're on the ground, um, that kind of thing um, in the head, right? I mean, you should get kicked in the body if you're on the ground, but like stomped on the head and you're gone. it is a test, right? Um I think that it's called a spirit test. It's the spirit test for a reason. It's at a portion of your test where you're really just kind of relying on your will to carry you through. Mm-hmm. 
So kind of piggybacking off that, we talked about your anxiety and the mental and then the physical, but is there anything that you felt like you gained from the test, like on a spiritual side? Was there something that you found out and discovered about yourself that maybe you didn't know or that you kind of knew and it reaffirmed for you? Anything like that? Sure. I think probably everyone, when they do something difficult physically and, you know, mentally, they gain um, an appreciation for themselves, for their, for their heart, for their, for their bodies, you know, um, sometimes our, our bodies are old and they want to give up or whatever. Um, I was very thankful to my body that day. Um, and you hope that you have enough inside of you to push. Um, so I was very happy that I did, that I was able to kind of keep digging and finding and, you know, I'm not saying this that way, but I felt like I could have kept digging and finding even so what a you're little saying bit more is make this. it harder. No, For all the, everybody not, coming behind not, you. No, it was too easy. Make that's it harder. What I mean, I mean, like I think that I, you know, you you done you had done enough to not like break me completely. So <laughs> I still had something and not a lot physically. I didn't have a lot physically left that I could do, but I had a lot inside of me that was still like okay. Um. And then I'm not saying to make it longer by any means. For um, all the future black belts coming behind for you. Our older, what, do, what does Mary Jane call them? The elite. The elite, elite club. club. Yeah. Uh, our over 40s. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I just think that, that everybody nice. coming up should know that it's going to be your fault. The test is harder. That's not what I said. And it, it is recorded. I, I think it could be interpreted in many ways what you said, and I interpreted it in the way that you thought the test was easy and should be harder. Maybe I should change my answer then, say, <laughs> if that's how you're going to take that. <laughs> no, I, I'm glad that it was able. You were able to come through that and see how much you still had left in the tank and it, inside, right? I mean, physically right. you've done, but you had the right. will and the spirit to carry forward, and I think that's a lot of thing. A lot of times, a thing that's overlooked is that you know what, you're still breathing, you're still drawing breath, let's move forward, even if it's one small step at a time. And I think that's what that portion of the test is about, is just one small step forward after another. Don't mm -hmm. lay down, because if you lay down, it's going to be very hard to get back up. Right. So I think I think that that's a super important part. I also think that people... They put this thing um, on getting a black belt, especially when you get your first degree, that you, you should be like Yoda or Neo from the Matrix or this really Zen person after you get your black belt. And really, it's just a, it's kind of a graduating step onto bigger and better things. It It's the beginning of something new. It's the end of something and the beginning of a new thing. And it really is. It is in some ways, you know, like that's really cool what I could accomplish. I can do really difficult things and I know it. Um, but we're not, we're not all knowing. I mean, I've been doing martial arts for ever and I wouldn't say I'm all knowing and I'm sure you would agree with that. Um, <laughs> don't, you don't, you don't have to snicker. I just admitted it. Um, you know, and that people do think that, Oh, you got your black belt. You must be this ultra Zen person who knows everything. And it's really not the case. It's just a stepping a stepping point. Um, 
I mean, that's how I see it. Does that kind of line up with where you're at? Yeah, I don't think anything changed um, at all, honestly, except that I knew I could do a really hard thing. I will say the following week or so, I did a class that was an hour long and felt like forever. (laughs) And I thought to myself, what's the problem here? Um, We just did this big thing and this should be cake. Like everything from now on should be super easy. And you're, you're dying at 55 minutes. Um, are you okay? What What's happening? And so that was a weird, a weird thought. And so maybe that was, you know, that the other, the test has mental preparation involved and I don't know, but nothing got easier by any means. Um, but it does come with a new set of expectations again, right um Mm -hmm. from people which is crazy because one black belt to somebody else's black belt is so different i think we've said and heard that so many times um so i don't know but yeah i mean it was a cool experience and as your as your husband and your instructor was really cool to be able to to watch you go through that it was it was hard it was difficult um, I think watching you and, and watching Lorelai was were probably some of my most difficult tests to watch because I've got to separate that, you know, it's sensei from Josh or sensei from dad. And, and it's a very hard thing. And then you do have the people saying, well, that's the instructor's wife or the instructor's daughter. So are they going to, are they going to earn it the same way? And I think I can say that you guys earned it the same way. It's been a yeah. pretty big couple of months for you. Um, what is it? You got your black belt in may and then mm-hmm. in june right a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. three weeks two weeks i can't remember Maybe uh, three, you, four. you got your blue your blue belt in jiu-jitsu uh that mm-hmm. was that was a fun class for you the day you got promoted um, that was a surprise <laughs> complete surprise it was it was a surprise and um you know it's it was really cool being there and and knowing that that was going to happen and being a part of that too um it, like I said, it's been a big couple of martial arts months for you. Uh, and I think that first little uh, segment where we're talking about your black belt test kind of lays out your credentials. I mean, you've been through it. You've done what we're all asking every every single one of our students to do because you're not just a black belt. You're a black belt instructor. You're my you're my instructor at the schools uh, with me. And um, now you're also blue belt in jiu-jitsu. So you can kind of understand a little bit of almost everything that, that we have going on. And I think that's, that's really cool because you can speak to it through experience. Now it's not just, no, it's going to be this really hard thing guys, but everybody can do it. It's like, no, it's just a really hard thing and I can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. That's one of the things I say all the time is if I can do it, you can do it. And then in the same thing with the jujitsu, like if I can do it, you can do it. doesn't have to look the same. doesn't have to be the same, but the outcome is going to be comparable. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I started, it was just to kind of know what I was talking about because we opened a school, which mind you, I'd never seen you teach before. So (laughs) looking back, that's kind of crazy. That's Um, when you think about it, it is really a lot of trust to put in me not knowing what that's going to look like or how, how good I am or am not. Yeah, current Yvette would not have done that. I don't know what 
past Yvette was thinking, except for that I knew you had this dream and this passion inside of you that I hadn't recognized in people so much. Um, and, you know, we weren't really getting to see you a whole lot with you working at another school and in the daytime, a different job. Um, so I'll try and make that happen. But yeah. yeah, when I started training, it was, well, I guess I should kind of know what he's talking about and to be able to help and not just do all the paperwork stuff. I had to be able to help out where I could, but I never thought at the time, I think at the time I kept thinking like, when's the right time to stop now? Like when, (laughs) is it now? Never is Is the right time. No, but that's not where my head was at. I was like, is it now? Is it, I got a yellow belt. That's good. Right. Um, good, good time to stop. Six months. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, I, yeah, I knew uh, our first kata, so you know, two, you knew some, two, maybe. Yeah, and know, then yeah, you had to know you know yeah, one. And then um, you know, I knew basic stuff, not well, but I knew it. And I don't know, I never stopped for different reasons. Although I had different pauses, I never stopped for different reasons. And then, um, and then I really started appreciating it. So that was like, it's a, that was also a surprise that I was like, oh, I'm liking this. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, it. I mean, that's it. I like, I like that hard, <laughs> hard cut off. That's it. I'm done. Shut the podcast down. <laughs> the it's a wrap. Thank you. 29 <laughs> minutes and 54 seconds in. No, I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm kind of glad you brought up the school thing. It, it was, it was really, I feel like it came on quick and slow at the same time, as far as like opening the school. Cause you're right. I was working at a credit union and then I was teaching at a school on the South side of town. Um, three days of the week and Lorelai was, man, let's see, seven years ago, Lorelai was three and I'd go to work in the morning, seven o'clock. And I wouldn't come home until like 10 o'clock. It was like a 30-minute drive um, home from the school. I'd leave at 7, come back at 10. Lorelai would be asleep when I'd leave, and she would be um, asleep when I got back. And I think that was one of the one of the drivers because I think – I can't remember exactly now. It feels like so long ago. But I had been teaching for a year, two years at the school on the south side before we opened. I think it was about two. Yeah. It was two. I think it was two. And it was two years of that. And I think I even kind of adjusted my day job to make sure that I could be over there at certain, on certain days by certain times. And um, yeah, it was, that was hard. I think that was probably the biggest push was Lorelai um, missing all those chunks and, and trying to wear all these different hats And I didn't even find the school. You found the spot for the school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think you're like, hey, have you looked? There was a car. The car wash is still there, right? Mm -hmm. Or or was it gone? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't either. It just came down or it was about to just come down. I can't remember. But it was all within the same time frame. Yeah. You found it and you're like, hey, let's go look at it. And it used to be a Zumba studio. It was a Zumba fitness studio. So it was really dark. What was that? Like chocolate brown 
it was color so everywhere. <laughs> it looked, and, um, yeah. I mean, that was kind of cool because it was me, you, Lorelai, Maya, just kind of hanging out and painting everything. Lorelai, little handprints on the wall. Um, that was, I think to me, that was a really cool and I'll hopefully always remember those couple of weeks before we actually opened of we're staying there late painting signs and painting walls and and all this other stuff that we really didn't know completely what we were getting into i mean i took a loan from my 401k i took out of my 401k to to buy the mats that we were told we wouldn't need um but i'm glad we got those mats because a lot of kids uh fell on those mats and they I think they were yeah, I did. they were they were lifesavers. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say you, but yeah, you did too. Um, you know, those mats were lifesavers. But I remember what did we have? Maybe five hundred square feet of mat, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And having people run little circles on that tiny little mat. Um it's crazy. It's crazy that we did that together. You know, I think I it's still wild to me. I can't believe it's going to be seven years here um, coming up in August. The, the people that we've got had a chance to meet and the lives that we've uh, had an opportunity to be a part of. It's a, uh, it never would have happened without you. I, I, I couldn't see myself doing a lot of the stuff that you did because I, I couldn't do it. Right. I mean, I think that um, that whole process, I felt pretty confident and like, Oh, I can teach. I can teach and I can, I can talk to people and I think you did everything else that really was what needed to be done. When we opened, you know, what were you thinking? Like, what was the mindset for you? Like, oh man, we're going to really do this. <laughs> um, I mean, that was really, I think a lot of people were telling us not to do it too. Um, yep. You know, there, so, were, there were some people. Yeah. And I think they were well-intentioned. I think they were looking out for us and they're like, what are these two yahoos doing over here? And I mean, cause we both had stable day jobs, right? I worked from home, day jobs, yep. flexible hours and could take care of my child, of course. Um, and then we had Maya who was in high school, I think at the time. <clears throat> and it was, we had security, I guess, in a sense. So we were, we were risking a lot and we had a lot of people like telling us it wasn't a good idea. But we both maintained those day jobs. I think we did. Yeah. We didn't quit or anything. Cause I wasn't that crazy. Um, to like, <laughs> yeah, we were pulling all two jobs. Eggs. Yeah. So it was very stressful. It was high anxiety. It was very overwhelming. All those words. Um, but, you know, I think that you would have actually found a way to do it without me. I just wouldn't have been as good. No, I'm just kidding. I just, no, you're 100% I, think, right. <laughs> I think you would have always found your way to that. Um, Cause that's just who you are. But it was, it was very stressful. I don't really know what I was thinking besides, you know, can we do it? How long are we going to sort of, I actually maybe more than likely thought, how long do we play with this before he says, we're not going to do this anymore. And we, 
and we stop because nice. It was like it that. was a little. I mean, that's honest though because I wasn't. I wanted you to at least try and fulfill your dream, I guess. But no matter how short lived, I was going to fulfill my dream. But I mean, I guess there was a part of me that was always like, if this doesn't work out, you know, we have our other jobs Mm -hmm. and we, at least we gave it a go, like a really good go. And I did, I put everything I could into it with you. I was never like not doing that, but, um, we, we didn't know anything. So everything we've done and continue to do, we're still learning and making a shit. I mean, I want to say shit. I a guess shit you can, ton. Yeah. That's fine. We did not go over that um, of mistakes, you know, like all the time, always making mistakes. No, I, I agree. Um, I think we had the, our, we, at the time there was not a we, now there's a we, we had the teaching aspect down. I think we had that, like I, we could teach a good class and I could have a good class, mm-hmm. but the business side of things, it was never really taught, you know, everything mm-hmm. I knew I'd learned by watching. Um, I had, I had thought I was going to be taught. I never got taught the things. So I kind of had to learn with you as we made those mistakes. You know, it, there were a lot of mistakes, I think, and we still make some mistakes. And I think, that's part of growing. And I, if we were getting everything right all the time, that'd be weird. Um, I, I think be that that would, <laughs> that would be great, but I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, mm-hmm. We try our best, but I think that we just make missteps here and there. And we try our best to learn from them and move forward. You know, I, from the very beginning, I always felt like it was something that we could do. Right. And we both worked our jobs for full time. Um, I want to say, can't even remember. Was it two or three years? I know you, you quit, you, you quit your job after me, but it's when we opened the, um, when we started doing after school. But I remember saying, Hey, all we need is 10 students and then we can pay the rent, right? 10 students and pay the rent. And then that all just kind of kept snowballing and, and, and growing. Um, I don't know, man, it was, it was some, it was some wild rides in in the beginning and trying to figure it all out. And then, I don't know, it just, I, I look back and it really is kind of a, a cool thing to see it grow and morph. And we've been in the same location, just different parts of that shopping center for, for seven years and mm-hmm. to be a part like of that for seven years has been cool. Um, it ups and downs. I still remember the very first summer when you wanted to close, you're like, we're not yeah. going to make it. Uh, we're going to close where mm-hmm. there's no way that we can sustain it this way. Look, we only oh, have- everyone went on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that kind of goes back into us not knowing what we're doing in a sense where I didn't explain to you, summer. I mean, even now, when you look at our classes now and we have over, uh, you know, 130 students or whatever, you look at our summer classes and they're smaller than what they normally are during the school year. And I think that that first summer I told you, Hey, look, it happens this way. Trust me. And you're like, I don't trust you. It shouldn't happen this way. (laughs) The sky is falling. We are negative five students. 
we don't have how any is everyone stupid... how is everyone going on vacation constantly uh, and um <laughs> you know i said hey let's just do this thing let's have this open house at the beginning of the year and i think that august we signed up like 12 students which is which was and still is that's a huge number but 12 students when you have 20 students is like oh man what are we going to do with all these new students and <laughs> Uh, thank goodness, because I think had we not done that, you would have been like, we're closing shop. We're done. Kind of like at 29 minutes of this podcast, you're like, that's it. It's over. And it was really interesting watching you process and how much you made me fight for that at any time we could bounce clause in our lease agreement and how you were going oh, yes. to cash into that. Like we have the money on the side to pay that, right? So that we can just close and take all of our things. Yeah, that was really important to me when we did the lease that I think that was the one really good thing I did in the beginning because I remember <laughs> you were like, she's not going to go for this or that or this. And I was like, oh, well, one of us is going to cave. Um, luckily, it was not me that time. But yeah, I wanted some kind of security that if things weren't working out, um, how much can I pay you to get out of this forever? I think that um, the property you found was was pretty interesting. I mean, because we saw a couple of other properties that were real winners. I mean, real winners. Um, the one we had to break into with the, uh, with the <sighs> current landlord because he didn't have a key. Then we had to go through a wall. No, you had to go um, through a wall. You didn't I go waited. through the wall with me? Heck no. I waited on the outside and you guys came and unlocked it for me. Oh, that's because right. Because yeah. it had people living in there at some point with squatting in there. Yeah. All kinds of yuckies. Yeah, that all was a kinds. that was interesting. I think the previous school owner had broken in and made a hole in the wall so they could mm -hmm. come in and unlock it and get their mats out. I think mm -hmm. that's what he told me that they put a hole in the wall. It was, I mean, yeah, there were still like remnants of like right. a martial arts school there. There was and... trophies and pads and bags and other things that uh, were on the floor that you're like, how did that get there? But uh, yeah, that was a real winner. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they wanted to, they didn't, they, they openly told us they did not want to rent to us because we were another martial, martial arts school. school. Yeah, they didn't want to rent so to they, a martial arts school wanted to also if if they were the price was going to be ridiculous and i'm really glad mm -hmm. we didn't go with that space because the location is not great no the location um, is not great and it's not it's really not great now um right you know but uh yeah no it yeah it's one of those things that everything happens for a reason and i remember laughing when we were open for the first like two or three years and I'm like man because that space still has not been filled right we drive by it every day that place, that space is still I not good. Oh, when I did after school pickup, right? Oh. I had to do that. So it's on my, it's on one of my routes. I drive by it almost every day and it's still empty. And I'm like, man, we're here. We are paying rent seven years in a row to, to the same building. Mm -hmm. That was a business opportunity missed. But it's one of those things where like, hey, the universe is looking out because in the long run, that would not have been ideal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that would, that would not, it just wouldn't have been a good thing for us. Um but, you know, the location that you found, I think, is perfect. Um, we it's have almost perfect. It's almost, almost perfect. perfect. Okay. Perfect is a very strong word. It is a solid spot to be in uh, for what, what we're doing. I think, uh, I think it'd be hard to just 
not be there one day. I mean, it, hopefully that happens. That's always the goal, right? But uh, to go from where we were at, we started with 1,100 square feet and then we got a little another 800 square feet. And then we went and made this big jump and where you let me buy these uh, ridiculously priced mats that are very good mats. Um, very good yeah. mats, by the way. I like them. They're, they're great. So you just took some time to warm up to those mats. But they were a lot. They were a lot for those mats. And now we're at sitting at almost 4,000 square feet, which is four times bigger than what we started with. And all of this stuff is because of our awesome students, our awesome families, mm-hmm. the, the great people that we've been fortunate enough to get into our school and stuck it yeah. out with us and trusted us with their kids. And, and then eventually a lot of them trust us with them because they start to join too and um, really kind of follow that process and build these relationships with these these guys, these friendships. And, you know, one of the things that we've always said from when we were, when we signed our very first student up and they came in and talked to us is like, we were trying to be as family oriented as possible. And I think we've kept that from five students to 130 students. Our very first testing was done in 30 minutes. We had nine people, kids and adults, and we had uh, the first our first potluck we got that giant sub sandwich from sam's or something like that and it was enough for everybody and we had leftovers because we had so few people in there but because of those relationships and these families and these wonderful people we have in our lives we're able to continue to move forward and grow and do all these cool things um i think i think that's awesome i think that the relationships that we've had an opportunity to to gain and build and the friendships I think have been a, a huge plus uh, for besides just owning the school, right? We be able to yeah. meet people and connect with them. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, the best part of it actually um, because I don't know. I think we all want, connection. And I think I can't imagine not seeing so many of these people every week, every day for some of them, but every week, Mm -hmm. um, we know that when people leave us, I get very sad. It's a very hard time for you. Goodbyes. Goodbyes are not easy. Hate them, especially when they move away. Um, it just has a finality to it. Shout out to the Kings. The Kings just moved away. That was very hard. Erica. Thank yeah, there's a there's a few that are really hard to like take, um, but as our good friends Matt and Amy Saldivar once told us in the very very beginning, at some point everyone will leave you, mm-hmm. and I was like, why are you saying this? This is um, you were not ready for that truth. Oh gosh, uh, when, no. When well, we were only what they were. That was when they were talking to us about doing after school, I think. I think so. I mean, it was very early on. And then mm-hmm. that's a whole nother conversation about the hesitancy for after school. But, um, you know, they've kind of like thrown these golden nuggets of information and tips at us. Um, so when they do that, I usually scoop them up. And yep. that one was a really hard one. But so it true. Yeah, it did. I think I think you probably remember it because 
I said it so much mm-hmm. every time somebody was leaving and that was hard, but I, it was needed. It right. was needed because I don't think I had thought about that before. Um, well, I don't think we'd, we'd had anybody really leave us yet. Besides, I think Andy, they moved to the other side of town. But when he when he moved, he was like an orange belt, right? And so Benny, yeah. Benny, Benny. <laughs> and we hadn't really had a whole lot of people um, yeah. that were with us for a long time. I think that's what it is when they when they're when they're with us for three to six years and then they're gone. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to Matt and Amy, Salvador Martial Arts. Matt doing big things, getting limos. That was, a, that, was, limo. that was a fun call yesterday, how he bartered yeah. up for that limo. That was really it. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, that one, that one did kind of stick. And I think I'd seen it before because I'd been training right. for so long since I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had one instructor pretty much from nine to, was it about five years ago? Has it been five years already? Four years? So, I mean, from nine to like 33 or 34, no, 32 you or 33. had pauses though yeah. too. In yeah, your I had pauses, but you know, mm-hmm. I had always been the same. I always went back to the same instructor. So mm-hmm. I had seen more people come and go than you, right? And I've seen people come back and then they leave again and then they come back and then they leave right. again. And it's just part of a, a flow, but you know. I think for that. me coming from a military background people leave they they leave right and you're lucky if you get to see him again well, i mean now everybody sees everybody on facebook but like you know if i ran into somebody somewhere in a whole nother country or something it was like wow it was amazing um so for me it just meant like they're gone forever now goodbye and that's not how it was for you <laughs> No, no, I had very different experiences. Um, but it is it is very hard. You know, it's very hard. I think as an instructor watching your students go, um, it, it's a difficult thing. But yeah, no, it. Yeah, the relationship, if it wasn't hard, it would be weird, right? Like if you could just shrug off somebody who's been a part of your life for seven years, five years, six years, like, ah, whatever. That would be weird. Right. You know, I still mm-hmm. try. I not only, I, I succeed. I shouldn't say I try. I succeed at knowing every student's name, every student from oh, our little so warriors, yeah. from our little warriors all the way up to our elite club warriors. Um, I still, it's important. You've, you've got to know your students and their names. And, um, you know, one of the things I miss is, the old dojo, almost a small school setup where we were able to talk to every parent and do all that because they were literally, they were like three feet off of the mat. Right. I mean, in the <laughs> first school, we, I remember when we were setting up the mat and the chairs, we would put a chair down and put our feet and make sure that the, the feet weren't touching the mat for the people watching. Right. And there was maybe like a foot to spare, but parents, it almost felt like they were on the mat. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. I wish that there was a way that we were set up differently to where that could still happen mm-hmm. because I miss the parents hearing the interactions, seeing the interact, watching their kids grow, and then being able to talk to every single parent. Um, it's gotten a lot harder, especially now where we're in the setup where there's kind of like a viewing room because mm-hmm. we need every inch of mat space that we can get now. Um that is one thing I do really miss. And I, 
it's maybe it's COVID, maybe it is different things, but not as many parents are hanging out like they used to. We've got like a core group of parents that kind of sit in the waiting room or even what I think is kind of cool. They bring their own lawn chairs and like ice chests and stuff and like post up outside and talk. I think that's cool. It's fun walking through that little area and be like, Hey guys, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, But, and maybe it just doesn't seem like a lot because we've got so many now. Uh, But I do miss connecting with almost every single parent on a daily basis. I think that that was, that was a really cool thing about the small dojo feel that, I miss. I do try my best when we're walking kids out there to go out there and still talk to parents and talk to all of them and tell them how I think that their students doing. Or I think that that still needs to be done. And those relationships still need to be as close as we can get with them. You know, I think that's important. I miss it too. I'm, and I don't get to interact with the parents nearly as much. Um, even more, more than you, because I, I'm normally, I don't like stopping in the big group of parents in that way. Um, it's almost like it's, diff- I just kind of say hi and keep going, but not because I don't want to talk to them. Um, just cause it, it feels like eyes, but I, and then a lot of them have stopped coming in because of that, because they're not mm. right there. Some of them used to, when we were in the side that we're now, but, the mat space and go all the way to the window. And we used to have all those chairs there. Mm-hmm. They would come in, especially on sparring days. And so like almost all the seats would be filled with parents watching and, you know, cheering them on in a nice way. And right. Everybody was um, very positive. Yeah. And so that doesn't really happen a lot. I'm sure outside there's stuff going on, but I, I do feel like that connection to them is missing so unless yeah. I've known them for a while or they've come in and talked to us quite a bit um you know I just need to do a better job at knowing the parents names too like I used to right every single yep. one I mean yeah it, it's it's um it is I think it's I, I think that matters right I think knowing it, it matters you should know every your student's name you should know these things because like I think I said earlier in the beginning, we're like, Hey, we want, we're, we're a family. And now our family's just grown by 10 times. And I think that that's really awesome. That's really cool. And I, we still try to keep it that way as much as possible. And it's, it's really cool having the additional instructors that we have. Um, it's, it's been a, a fun ride and there's so much that we could talk more about. And then I'm sure over time, um, when we get past episode zero, which is the episode we're on now that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about because I think there's a lot of different things that you, you and I could touch on, especially you and I, and some of our martial arts friends and our our other, other folks in our life. I, I think that it's, um, there's, there's a lot that we could go over and just having, having such a, a great school and awesome school of people that are supported. And that was one of the things that you said that I was like, yeah, man, every, we've really lucked out with the students and families that we have because there's no negativity, you know, nobody's, everybody's very support, especially our adult class, which is, is a crazy thing to think you got all these people and all these different personalities and everybody's is extraordinarily positive and uplifting and pushing each other in a good way. And, 
you know, you and I have said it before, if anybody doesn't fit in that mold, they usually, they usually don't last long. They don't make it through uh, past that like yellow belt, orange belt phase because it's the negativity. It just isn't fed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the culture that they have been able to create the adults in the class is pretty awesome. Um, there's not a lot of place. Well, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine there's not a lot of places where people are as that competitive and supportive all at the same time. Um, right. And they care about each other, you know, um, what, you know, what do you need? Oh, you're out for this reason. What, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I help? Right. How can I, you know, it's just, it's nice. It's really, yeah. and I hope that always stays that way. And the people who don't have that same kind of, I don't know, like compassion and all of that for people, uh, don't, don't stay with us. Don't. Right. But. I think, I think it's part of the culture that we've tried to set up. And I always like when Big Mark visits and he, well, anybody visits and, and trains with us in general, but Big Mark is always at the end of every class, like, man, you guys got such a great group of, of, of people to train with here. It's always so fun and competitive. Um, and that always makes me really happy inside. Like, I don't think I ever tell him like, oh man, thanks. You made my, but when Mark at the end of every class is sitting there like, man, you got such a great group of guys uh, and girls here and you're, you're, you guys are just, you're rolling hard, but everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time. Um, that always makes me happy. Right. I mean, uh, and it's the same thing when, uh, Matt's like, Hey, I really like sparring with your guys or fighting with you guys. Cause everybody keeps it respectful. Everybody's trying as hard as they can. And when it's all over, everybody's hugging and everybody's got such a great attitude. And I think that, that kind of thing is important. I think, mm-hmm. you know, every school, is going to every student in every different school is going to kind of mold the attitude that they see at home, right? The attitude they see at their home school, the way their instructors are, the, the things that are acceptable in their school is going to be acceptable everywhere. And I think that we've set up a, a good ground point for these guys to be like, Hey, be super competitive, push super hard. But at the end of the day, you know, we're family, we're, we're yeah. here for each other to make each other better. And I think that that's awesome. Shout out to big Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for all the smash time that guy um i i i think we i'm just excited because i think we have such a, a great community of friends in the martial arts and i always get excited when big mark comes over here because he holds me down for like five minutes straight and i can't breathe and it's just a great push and um you know yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. fun yeah it's <laughs> it's nice, nice for who it's nice it's nice to watch big mark nice smash yeah, well, because you're doing that to the rest of us most of the time, with yeah. the exception of a few, uh, I know. But like, you know, um, some of us get under you and then that's it until Coach uh, does his time, which is always longer than it what is 10 minutes, it's supposed to be because he doesn't keep a real time. But that's OK. Um, I like it. I like it. I like the unexpected time. It's great. Expected time, Good yeah. for training. Who knows? Who knows when it's going to be over, right? Like, hey. Who knows when you're going to have to roll for 10 minutes straight? You don't know. <laughs> oh, Coach Will. Yeah. Um, and then Chris yeah, and no, I are like, oh, this is so long. <laughs> it, it is. It is long. Some, it depends, right? Because some of them are like actual, like, 
eight minute, five minute rounds. And some of them are like four minute, five minute rounds. Right. And right. you hear one minute, like six, six times in a row, six minutes in a row. Mm-hmm. So you never know. It is. It's always like a, a, what is it? A jack in the box round, right? You just keep cranking that jack in the box. You don't know when it's going to pop. Right. Um, but I think uh, you and I are at a good spot here. I think episode zero is kind of an introduction. I think folks could get a good idea of who we are and and, and what we do. Uh, again, my name is Joshua Cavazos and uh, my podcast partner, Yvette Sandoval Cavazos. We are the owners uh, and instructors, uh, along with several other wonderful staff members of Bushido Martial Arts in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we do karate, kickboxing, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen with us and experience kind of who we are for a little bit. And hopefully in the future, we can get some steady podcasts going. Yvette, you have anything you'd like to say before we take us out? Um, yeah, just um, if you listen to this, I don't imagine anyone's going to really listen to this. Probably to not. Okay. I just wanted to... Um, you like know, five people on Facebook. Yeah. Senpai Devante, thank you. Senpai, Senpai Megan, Senpai Dylan. Thank you guys. Our, our staff, our staff will listen. <laughs> Friends and family. I don't even know if Megan will. Me- <laughs> Megan will not listen. <laughs> she's like, I hear them talk every day. Yeah. Is what she's gonna say. I already know all of this, guys. Um, and I don't know when we came up with the name for the Marshall Life, but good job, uh Joshua. Uh, I think we bounced it off in a group chat. I think we bounced it okay. around. Okay, I didn't know that was what it was called. So thanks for letting me know. I appreciate that. And um, all the decisions that you include me in are also awesome. Nice. I think that's a good uh, good send off there. (laughs) See, it's great working with your spouse. I think everybody should do it. Everybody should work with their spouse, do podcasts with their spouse. I think just... Everybody should live with them, live with them, see Uh how cohabitate every single minute and see how great it is. Um, No, but seriously, guys, I want to thank you guys if you did take the time to listen to our uh, podcast and we will be putting more out. Uh, Anything else you bet before we go? Nope. That's it. I'm good. All right. Thank you, guys. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.